Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cotier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter 32, Tuesday, October 17th, 2017. I cross the road and hurry over to Ant. Are you all right? He looks up, ashen, from the ground where he's been scrubbing. No, some fucker has gone and tagged us. I look down, and the cloudy message has fallen from the sky and landed on our doorstep. Vote no. The white spray paint isn't budging under Ant's sudsy scrubs. What do you do to get paint off? We need to do something before Erin arrives. Do we have a welcome mat? I suggest. I don't think so. They've got a psychology appointment today, so they'll be in at 9.30. I just don't want the customers to see it. Right. I feel the efficient spirit of Celia take over me. Well, scrubbing isn't going to work, so let's get everything ready and we'll see what we can do. Ant and I lift and bring out the heavy cast iron tables to the street. These assholes have spray painted it right at the entrance, so if we try and cover it with a table, we're just blocking the doorway. Ant goes on setting up the cafe, and I try not to watch his biceps as he moves the furniture about and brings crates of milk from the cool room as I flush the coffee machine out. From the corner of my eye, I see the free local paper on the counter. Ant, do we have sticky tape? Yeah? Great. I finish flushing out the chemicals and pour myself and Ant a coffee. Then I set about laying out four leaves of paper and taping them together. Ant helps me and we pick it up and awkwardly carry it out onto the street and start to tape it down. It covers over the message, but it's almost equally ugly. We'll need a better fix by the time Aaron comes in. Thankfully, we have three hours. As we finish, Carol arrives. What's all this? Aunt explains it to her. Pick a cunts. I hope Erin will be okay. They've been worried about this. Morning. We turn and see Lydia, whose daughter has just gotten over the chicken pox. Are you guys open? Of course, Lydia. Come in. We step over the threshold behind Lydia, and from that moment, we do not stop. It's the busiest morning I've ever known. Carol almost had to call in the reserve cook. Her nephew who at this time on a Tuesday likes to punch some cones. By the time Erin arrives, the paper is well and truly in tatters. They nudge it open with their vegan Doc Martens and look over at us. What's this? They look at me and I can't speak. Ant goes red. Sorry, we tried to cover it. Someone's done it overnight. No, all good. It's a smart solution. They ponder it and I expect them to cry or shout but instead they square their shoulders and breathe. Joe, you're a graphic designer, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I have a degree. I don't necessarily come over here. They step out into the street. I follow. We look at the concrete. The message is still very clear. 
vote no. I look at them, too scared to make a sound. They turn and smile at me and whisper a plan in my ear. A smile broadens on my face and I follow them through the kitchen and to the storage room at the back where they pull out a large plastic tub. I follow their directions and two hours and a very sore pointer finger later, we look at the work. It's been ages since I did anything creative or used spray paint and some of the earlier bits are really rough but the vision is clear and the execution of the bottom row is really solid. We look down at the concrete. They ask me to keep the original graffiti and add a W to make vote now. Then I put tape over the top of the other letters and sectioned off squares to surround the message with all the different colours that Erin has used on the tabletops inside. It's not bad. We ended up opening a window and doing takeaways from there. And if anyone wanted to dine in, I helped them step over it. Ant watched me as I squatted and sprayed, and now and then I could feel the breeze against my plumber's crack, so I'd pull my undies up to cover it. It wasn't until Darren, the punk accountant, reminded me that I realised my undies were covered in hearts. Erin brings me out a juice. I collapse onto the lime green chair and feel the tension start to release from the back of my neck. You did a great job. Well done. Thanks. Are you sure it's all right? Do you want anything changed? No, it's perfect. You've got a real talent. Shame blooms in me at the compliment, so I brush it aside. Are you all right about it? Erin sighs and looks out as a bus goes by. I wasn't surprised. I opened this place for people to come and to let their colours shine through. It's only natural that some heteronormative piece of shit wants to try and take joy and security away from it. It's how it's always been. They sigh and take a sip of their beer. On days like this, I just remind myself that I opened this place because I wanted to foster those of us who didn't do so well in the mainstream hospo culture. We didn't want to pander to rich wankers and have to go by the wrong pronouns so we didn't make any patrons uncomfortable. I smile at them. You've done a brilliant job of it. Yeah, sometimes I think I have. But then you get someone who comes in and smiles a little too hard at you, or they really hit the word they when using your pronouns, and it's like a little pin jabbed into you, just so you know that they're indulging your little fantasy of how the world is. They don't see that long before us, there have always been non-binary and two-spirit people. They get given heteronormativity at birth and never look that gift horse in the mouth. I think back to when I started here. I used to always really punch out they. So they knew I was trying. They were the first non-binary person I knew, so I tried extra hard to show them that I cared. I wish I'd just been more chill about it. I'm sorry, I think that I used to do that. They give me the same look they did at the job interview. Don't worry. You stop sooner than most. It's just tiring sometimes having to educate all the time. I look down at the drying paint. Erin, why did you hire me? They smile at me, and the jellyfish earrings they're wearing bob about. You had an edge about you that I couldn't quite work out. It was intriguing, and you accepted the beer. Would you hire me now, even if I didn't accept it? Yep. Now I'd hire you for your eyes. 
when I first met you, they were cloudy and secretive. Now they're clear and sparkly, like you've just had an idea. Yeah Yes is written, read, produced and directed by Daniel Cotier. Music, editing and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yayesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of Banjo Mitchell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>